So uh, cool. Oh, we're live. And so welcome to a Miles Better Conversation, the entrepreneurial series. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy. Each interview is going to last around about 30 minutes and will allow us to get some insights and tips from my guests. In this series, I look to interview a variety of entrepreneurs from around the world and have them reveal what drives them and how they approach their individual businesses, as I'm making it my mission to help as many small business owners grow, scale and profit faster in their business. And today I'm really pleased to welcome Carolyn Dickerson, coach, author, speaker and more importantly, creator and founder of the Life Success Board system. I'm excited to hear more about that as we move forward. And thank you for joining us today. So, but before we leap into the Miles Better conversation, as I like to call it, I'd love to hear a little bit about you and all things Carolyn and those success boards. <laughs> well, thank you, Miles, so much for having me. It's uh, it's wonderful to have this conversation. So about me, I don't know how far you want me to go back, but um, I come from psychology, social work, mediation, you know, childcare. Um, and I realized that there was an entrepreneur bug in me that just really wanted to dive into the entrepreneur aspect. And I was really figuring out what I wanted to do. And I started out in the direct marketing industry, spent many years uh, building businesses, understanding how to build foundations, all that kind of stuff. And, and then I realized there was more. I wanted more and I wanted to work for myself. And um, I really wanted to help others do the same. And so I was already coaching and doing tons of stuff like that and speaking, but I think how it led into it really in the direction I'm going as a coach and speaker was I started my own conference called I am the boss. Um, okay. Yeah. So in corporate, I used to run uh, events both in Canada and the United States for the medical company I was in and, you know, trade shows and stuff. And so I kind of got the bug of enjoying that whole arena. And I thought, you know, from talking to so many of the women here, it was an issue because they would be at home with their kids um, in the corporate prior to that, but being home for five or six years and they felt like they lost touch with everything. They mm -hmm. felt like they couldn't go back into what they did without having to go back to school, which I thought was craziness, especially with the internet. And so I thought, well, what can I do to really help them understand that they can do anything they want to do? Mm -hmm. regardless of whether because you get that what they call the mommy brain okay um, <laughs> home. um and and it really does make you start to think can i actually do this and so i ran these events bringing some of the most successful women here in ontario that had made small companies in their homes and turned them into multi-million dollar corporations nice. and so what I did was bring them to the stage and ask them to share their story now Typically, when people go to a stage, they have this whole presentation planned out and it's all perfect and all pretty. And I said, but I don't want you to do that. I really want you to share your successes, but I really want you to share the areas you messed up in and also to, you know, where you felt frustrated and overwhelmed. And, you know, if you almost lost your business, then talk about that because people really only hear how you got here, like you're here. Yeah. They don't hear about the, the journey it took to get there. And that's what's going to excite people. That's what's going to show other women. And we had men that came to the events too. It wasn't like I kept men out. <laughs> it's okay. We won't label. We won't. Hardest right? <laughs> men showed up. That was my it's philosophy. Journey. That means probably some of these powerful people, let's not call them women or men, but powerful people, you know, yes. have some great stories. And, and you're right. It's the story that uh, 
makes the en enjoyment and the, and the understanding, I think, brings it to life. 100%. And it also helps you relate to that person and realize that you can do it too. Well, mm -hmm. if she went through that and, and succeeded, then I can do it too. It was that aha moment I wanted the audience to have. And right. so I'm blessed to have some crazy successful women entrepreneurs on, a, on my stage for five years. But then I also started to realize, then what? So they get all excited. They come to the event. They meet all these great people. Um, they start thinking, okay, here's how I could do things, but who's helping them after that? Hmm. And so that's when I had launched my coaching business and really started working with them to go to the next level and realized I didn't want to run the events anymore. A lot of work, a wow. lot of work. I respect and honor those who run events. And I realized I don't want to do it anymore. I'm going to focus on my coaching and speaking and training, which is what I love to do. I have an absolute passion for it. Um, and I have what I call, I call my clients, you know, we all have a superpower, right? Yours yep. is the numbers guy. Thank um, you. <laughs> mine is the ability to hear what you want to do and be able to think 30 steps ahead like this. And so I realized how powerful that was as a coach to be able to really help see what somebody wants and be able to show them how to get there mm -hmm. because I've already seen it. Right. right? So yeah. now I need show them, understand exactly how they want to do things and what they want to do and what they want to accomplish, and then have, give them the ability to lay it out in a plan and structure that they can follow and mm. still run their business right. and get where they want to go to their bullseye. And so I realized I'm really good at this and I really love what I'm doing. And so that's how I started really focusing on coaching and speaking and training and developing programs to support my clients to get where they want to go. Um, and you and mentioned boards. I suppose that's that's ultimately the success board system, is it? Is that well, that's where it came in later. So okay. I started working on vision and, and leadership and communication, which I think is key in any in any entrepreneur entrepreneur um, business, CEOs, executives. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's it's about the bottom line, but it's also about making things work, creating a culture creating an environment, uh, understanding what that all looks like and how to do it. And we often think, you know, when I originally started working with uh, beginner entrepreneurs, they don't realize that you can still hire someone for, for part-time. It doesn't have to be a full-time person. Mm -hmm. And you can hire someone as a contract on a contract basis. As yeah, you exactly. And it was really shifting that mindset to understand what entrepreneurship is because a lot of them came from corporate, wanted to do a side gig, start their own business. And there were so many different things that were the balls in the air for them was organizing them and putting them in place. The life success board system came over COVID. And wow. I realized that I work on vision and stuff, but people were frustrated. People were overwhelmed. People were thinking about what do I do? How do I do it? And when you're feeling that way, it's really hard to focus and work. Hmm. So I thought, how can I make it work, but fun. Now, I don't like vision boards. So I had to find my own way of creating it because I've been to many vision board events and it was great. Glass of wine. I'm here with my friends. It was fun. Yeah. But I didn't get the concept of just taking pictures out of a magazine, even if I didn't, they weren't the right ones. I'm putting them on the board and going, that's my vision. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to put a picture on something, it has to specifically connect or align with what I'm doing. It has to be like, oh, my God, that's the picture. Because to me, when you look at a vision board, it is to go on those character building days when you just feel like throwing your arms up in the air and go, I quit. That's it. I'm done. You look over at that vision board and go, that's what I'm working for. Let me get back to work. 
-hmm. And so I created them calling them the success board system. And so you have to do a little work in the beginning and it really is finding out what your vision is. So I took a component of what I take my elite clients through and embedded it in the workbook to really talk about and ask the right questions I would ask on what your vision is. What do you want to accomplish arena? And then from there, once you know that, now you can find pictures that align with the goals that you've set for yourself. And we then incorporated Canva. So if you wanted to do it online, you could. You could also print it off. And we also created templates. So you could cut and paste if that's what you want. But now you have the opportunity to at least find pictures online and go get them printed in color. Um, And really kind of build that visual that allows you to be able to stay focused, um, see where you're going on a regular basis, even on the character building days. And it just tied in with everything else that I was doing. So it became a bonus that my clients got on top of working with me. Cool. Good. Well, I'm sure we'll put some links in the comment boxes below so that people who are interested in the in the program can go and have a look. Um, but that's a, that's a great intro. So thank you so, so much for some of the background. We'll explore some more, I'm sure, with some of my questions as well. And you've, you've touched on a few of them already, which is great. So I'm going to leap on in now to what I call the Miles Better Conversation 10. And we're going to start with number one, which is what's the biggest challenge you have right now? And how are you going to overcome this? You have the vision. So what's the challenge? (laughs) Honestly, the biggest challenge that I think we all have and I've had recently is finding the right clients and connecting with the right people, especially with COVID. It's not impossible. It's absolutely out there. And it's just been finding the right people you want to work with, I think, for me. What I've been doing about it is being a little more specific in my content and what I'm doing on social media, on my website, making some changes, really making it crystal clear on what exactly I do and who I wanna work with. So I'm really targeting and fine tuning, not that I wasn't targeted before, but I really wanted to fine tune it because there's been some shifts for me. So I'm fine tuning it to to directly speak to the individuals or the the target market that I'm looking to, to work with. Okay. And does, does that include perhaps looking at your current client base and almost being honest with them and saying, not quite sure where I'm going and where you're going now aligns? Or are you trying to realign them to what, I mean, I know obviously you work on their vision, um, but I know certainly in my own business at the moment, I'm looking at some of the tail, as I refer to it, and as I change direction and pivot um, into more support and coaching, you know, if they don't want that, are they really the people I want to work with? And is that, is that something you're looking at as well? Well, interestingly enough, I've been thinking about this for the last month or two. So the clients that I have now with the VIP sessions I have that they've signed up for are actually in alignment with that. Good. So it's it's just it's a it's a lot more work because you're all I'm working with clients, obviously, and I, as many people are. And so I have to I make sure I carve out the time to work on this stuff. Um, and actually schedule it because if I don't, it gets lost. It gets lost to the wayside. So I purposefully schedule times where I work on this stuff or work on my business and specifically what I'm dealing with during that time. Um, otherwise, it does. It gets lost. So I am continually working on it and targeting it and focusing and um, speaking directly to that target market. So luckily, the one the people that are working with me right now are in alignment with with that. Cool. 
Perfect. Perfect. I mean, and I think, you know, that's one of the challenges for all entrepreneurs, isn't it? That we, you know, I certainly in my journey has has gone through being basically trying to be all things to all people. Uh, and then, you know, certainly when we have, when you first transition, and that's something I work with, with when a new business, they're so keen to, they've got to get some money in, that right. they'll take any money. And I'm like, well, maybe some money is not actually the best money. And and, and, you're right. and, and we need to then also, and I think, you know, going back to your opening, some of your comments about uh, entrepreneurs taking on out side resources it's very lonely at the coalface as an entrepreneur and we think we know it all but we don't and that's certainly from my side when i come to a to the table i'm like you're not an accountant you're not the numbers people that is not your passion in any shape or form why do you try to think it can be i don't want to be a marketeer uh, I want to be the numbers guy and you want to be the marketeer or you want to be the stylist or you want to be the interior designer. Focus on that. So, yeah, it, it's about sharing the responsibility. So that's cool. Well, I think it's a mindset shift, too, because when you're coming into business, we do think we have to do everything ourselves. What we don't realize, and I think what sometimes people forget, is that if you actually do what you're best at, you'll make more money than trying to do things you shouldn't. You and I had that discussion and I said last year I took my bookkeeping on because yeah. I was in switching bookkeepers. And it took me months to do what them a week or two. And I was like, I was ready to like pull my hair out. I'm never going to do that again. No, I no. never want to ever touch that again. And, <laughs> uh, Listen, clients, this is a really telling you. Um, it was a waste of my time. I yeah. have been doing so much more on my business and I probably could have made way more money during those two months had yeah. I focused on what I do best versus trying to do other things I already know I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, exactly. So we often think you got to have all those hats, but sometimes all those hats are what's preventing you from growing your business. Yeah, I'm sure that's your hat. That, the, the passion you're coming across, that sounds like it's a message that you have, not just for, for the numbers, for, for, the, for everything that, that within. 100%. The, Get, like, yeah. you know what? I, I know how to make a, a PowerPoint. And I've actually learned a lot from, from Spencer, who does everything for me. But I realized I don't want to do it, right? Unless it's something fun I'm doing with my kids. She's done, you know, in three hours. I'm done in four days. So, <laughs> you know, and I don't have three hours to sit, but that's what she does best. Yeah. And it's beautiful every time. Like, I really don't need to make changes once she's done because yeah. she understands who I am. So paying her saves my sanity, stress. I get things done faster. Things are consistent. My brand looks good. good. She Dan's brand. So it's really important. doesn't matter what it is. If you're not supposed to do it and it exhausts you, you shouldn't be doing it. Don't do it. Give it away. Yeah, indeed. And I, I totally agree with that. Um, so now number two, how do you continue to learn in order to stay on the top of your game? Because lots of changes. We've all been pivoting a little bit. So uh, um, what? Uh, yeah, what, what's your approach to learning new? Well, learning new is really what am I focused on? So what are my main things that I work on, which we talked about, which is communication, leadership, and vision. So I'm constantly learning books that come out. I'm looking at articles. What is the industry saying? I'm looking on LinkedIn, at different people who also are maybe in alignment with talking about the same conversations I'm having to see what they're saying. A couple of things it does for me is that one confirms that what I'm doing is what I need to do. Um, but it also um, gives me some key ideas sometimes you don't think of. So the reality is, is I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything, but there's so much out there that you can attain and see. And I know what I do. That's not going to change, but sometimes the wording can change. Or right. I've realized that, hmm, I never thought about looking at it that way. And it can shift how I support my clients as well as how I word things within my own content. 
Um, so it's a it's an evolution. I'm looking for articles, looking on LinkedIn, looking at videos, TED Talks. I am constantly looking for new information. And it's really not about like you have to be careful, too, because I don't want to say you should be constantly spending all your time on education because sometimes you yeah. do it. But what I often do is that I have breaks where I need to do something else other than work or talk to a client and I'll go look for stuff. So, you know, right now I'm creating a, a new leadership program. And so, um, you know, I'll go check into stuff. Who are the key people I love to listen to that might be talking about leadership? And I'll go listen to what they say. And I'm like, wow, that's that's an amazing way to approach mm -hmm. something. And so I don't take away necessarily everything they said, but it's that 5% that can really help me move what I'm doing forward. And so I think education needs to be a part of everyday life. And I try to make sure that there's a time set during the week that I'm doing that on a regular basis. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we spend so long at school and then we leave school and we think we know everything. I mean, and, and it, it just, it doesn't, doesn't work like that. True. Good. So as, as the numbers guy to entrepreneur, who's, I love the numbers. Most entrepreneurs, as we've talked about, run for the hills, which is fine uh, because otherwise they wouldn't need me uh, and vice versa with the visions and stuff. So um, what is it? Do you have any fears um, when it comes to your numbers other than what you said about just the day to day and somebody else should do it? Um, do they do they cause you fear? I mean, or do you do you run towards them? Not anymore. They, I'll have to be honest. They used to. I used to be afraid of the numbers, but I realized there's so much power in numbers. And I actually end up having to teach my clients this a lot. We tend not to track what we're making, what kind of money, what packages we're selling more. And I realized the value of that one, it helps my bookkeeper and my accountant. <laughs> so guys, you know, if you're working with Miles, make sure you do that, it's helpful. Yeah. Um, but the other thing it was for me, it was gave me a clue of what was selling more of, what were people interested in right now? Because obviously in times too like COVID, things shift on how people look at stuff and what they want to do. And so you have to kind of be aware of what are people more interested in. And so that gives me that, but it also shows me what I'm making on a monthly basis as well as, okay, you know what? These months seem to be really good to bring in these kind of clients. And it doesn't mean you stick with it, but it's good to be aware of it. The other reason I like it and I teach my clients to do the same thing is that if you don't know your numbers, what do you, how do you know what you have to sell? And I know some people get afraid of that word sell. However, <laughs> you, the thing is that it's a lot more simple. And, and Miles, I know you can attest to this. It's a lot more simple when you know exactly what income you're bringing in on a regular basis, exactly what income you need to get yourself to. And if you have packages and know how much they cost, a lot of times what you actually have to sell is very minimal to reach your goals. Yeah. But if you can be aware of that, then you go, okay. So people don't like to sell. For those of you who don't like to sell, here's what you say to yourself. Great. I know how much I'm making. I know how much I need to make. Here's the packages I have. I know how it helps people. Here's the benefits. Who do I need to help today? Yeah. Right? So you take that package and you introduce it to a group. And this is how I can benefit you, help you with this package. That's how you bring your money in. Correct. But you need to be aware of it before you can do anything about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, one of the things I talk a lot about is, uh, you know, if you need $10,000 a month income, forgetting all the other little bits of how we get to that, and you've right. only got $99 packages, you have got to sell a lot of $99, £99 packages. Um, right. So you better have a £10,000 package somewhere in the background, because then you're, as you're right, come back, you've only got to sell one. 
Right. But, okay, that's again an extreme, but it's you're right, and it's, it's reverse engineering and yeah and stuff. So cool, good. Yeah. Well, number, numbers are your friend, as was was once told to me. Uh, they're the alpha and the omega of everything. We live by numbers, we die by numbers. Uh, that's why I'm the numbers guy. But uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> so an, a little bit more personal question now, really. So, what's the best compliment you've ever received in your business? That's a great question. I think there's been a few, but I think the one that sticks in my mind the most was I was working with a client. And at the end of every year, I always say to my clients, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to continue working together? Um, and I mentioned, here's how I believe I can continue to help you, but it's really up to you at the end of the day. I don't like to pressure people into anything. And my client turned around, he goes, just send me the agreement. I'm like, okay. He goes, Carolyn, he goes, you're constantly learning. You're constantly advancing. You're constantly sharing every single thing you learn with me to support me in my business. You believe in me, you believe in my business. Why the hell would I ever leave you? And I went, wow. that's mm -hmm. the nicest compliment I ever got. <laughs> So, so hopefully the agreement then said lifetime support <laughs> auto renews and he probably would have signed it <laughs> sounds like well, they would it. i still like at the end of the year because i also look at it to myself miles if you know i feel like i can't do more for them like they're going in a direction that is not part of my superpower then they mm -hmm. need to go to someone different mm -hmm. because if i've helped you this far and i keep you just because i want to keep you for the money Am I actually benefiting you? No, I'm not. And I know most people don't think like me and that's okay because this actually, I sleep really well at night. <laughs> and, and you have to do that. It's your superpower of being able to get up and, and bring the enthusiasm and the passion that's your integrity and your credibility as well. So no, I, I get that. So that's that's a great compliment to just why right. would I not? I mean, so simple, such a you know, powerful statement that you're like, Wow, blown away. Cool. I was. I was like, I actually had tears in my eyes, to be honest. I was actually like, what? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you're good at what you do, but when someone actually says it that way, That's so it. yeah, like it's like a shake, right? It's like, oh. <laughs> indeed, indeed. We touched on a little bit earlier how you ended up becoming an entrepreneur. So my question here is, what was the driver to take the leap? Yours sounded a little bit like it was a, a transition. Was was there a, a was there a moment? when was the leap from corporate to an entrepreneur or was it just the natural next step in your career evolution really? Well, I think there was always a fire in my belly that I wanted to do more. And that's what I call it. I actually, I call it in every single interview. It was like this, this, this fireball that was like, you need to do more. There need, there's something else here. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And as a young kid, I actually used to have dreams of standing on stage, talking to large groups of people. Wow. Had no what I was talking about yeah, on stage talking to people. I'm like, where do these dreams come from? And, and also someone who had, I, I have dyslexia. So I was born with it. And um, in those days being 51 years old now, in those days, they didn't really understand and have the support systems in place to support someone with a learning challenge. And so it was very difficult for me, but I was blessed to encounter um, some people that changed my life, changed my world, actually saved my life, that really got me into college and university to realize how much I had to offer. And I was speaking constantly to high schools and supporting people. So that really started to make me start thinking about how do I, how do, I do what I want to do? And, and that kind of led into that entrepreneur side of it and finally believing I could possibly do this. So it was like, okay, I feel this, this fire in my belly, but I don't know what to do with it and how to get there. 
But this group of people that changed my world really became the door openers for me to move it all forward and to realize true possibility that anything is possible and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter who you are and what you do, you can do anything. And I started to realize even in the research that I was given the opportunity to do that there were many extremely successful people who couldn't even read that had dyslexia that had multi-million dollar companies. Yeah. And so it just kept leading to, I need to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know how and when and what. Right. And I knew I wanted that. And there was another part for me too. Like I always wanted kids and okay. my mom was always able to be home, even though she had a job, somehow it always worked out. And I really wanted to be around for my kids. And so entrepreneurship, I felt at that time would give me the power to do that, which it has. Mm -hmm. um, and so that something was something I knew I had to work towards. And I did, I started in the direct marketing industry, not knowing a lot about entrepreneurship, but it sure, it certainly gave me a foundation to understand what it was, what was involved um, and, and really kind of take it to the next level. And it allowed me to kind of explore other areas and be exposed to other people in areas to see what it was I really needed to do. Cool. Well, that needs nicely onto my next question. You can see there's a bit of a flow to here. I believe life's a journey. Uh, you certainly had a journey, which is great. Um, and is there a mentor in your life that you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, I've, I've had it questioned as your best mentor, but there are so many, I'm sure. But is there is there one that's had a resonance either in your personal or business life that, uh, that would you'd like to share their approach or who they are? There's a few. Um, I think the one lady that's been really uh, making a huge impact in my life over the last four years, um, and I actually spent quite a bit of time finding her, it was finding the right next person that had the capability to understand who I was, but also understand how much more I wanted and, and how to get me there. And so Faye Chapel is definitely one of those people who's my coach, but mm -hmm. more than that. And she she's a lot like me, which which is what helped is that and, and what I love about her is that it's not just about coaching. It's really, we, we really care. And she really cares about your success. She cares about you having what you need to do what you want to do. And it's yours. She doesn't try to, she'll give you ideas and suggestions, which is also what I do. Because I've also met coaches that say, no, the only way is this way. And yeah. it's hard to do that thing with the recording. It was a reaction. Um, okay. but, <laughs> it, shows it shows that we're enjoying ourselves and passion. Exactly. And, um, <laughs> and so, and that was like, you know, that's who I am. I can't work with somebody who isn't uh, at least on some level alignment with the way I like to work with people, because that means she's going to lead me in a direction that is going to work for me. Mm. And so, you know, she's definitely been one of that main people in my life, but I, I'm blessed. I have so many, amazing friends that are successful as entrepreneurs that we mentor each other. We really do support yeah. each, lift each other up. It's a small group, but I'm truly blessed with, with who I have in my world. Cool. Cool. Good. Um, so if you had to go back in time, only a few years to when you were 21, <laughs> what might you I know, I know exactly. It's 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 when you start realizing, oh my god, that's a you know we're both we're of similar age, so I'm I'm not to yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another one that came to light was that it's uh, 20 years this year since 9/11. I mean, wow. where did the world? I know 20 years this year. So where did the world go in the last 20 years? But anyway, we digress. If you had to go back in a time machine, and I think you mentioned you had a hot tub, so we're going to use the hot tub time machine concept and go back. What might you say to myself? Yeah. Stop getting in your own way. Oh, okay. Stop believing what other people say 
and just go for it. Cool. Succinct. Worked. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Right? That's really the biggest issue we have. We get yeah. in our own way. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, you had that vision that you wanted to be stood on a stage. So it wasn't exactly, uh, um, you weren't timid. But anyway, cool. No, great. Super succinct. Why, why do we need to explain it more? Um, so moving on swiftly, what are some of the things you're researching uh, right now? You said you were talking about a new um, leadership course. So I'm guessing that's high on your research thing. But what's, what's, what's that all about? Well, I did it a while back because one of the things I focus on as well is vision. And I, I feel it's like the core thing that um, really sets anyone up for anything, whether you have a vision or not, as a coach, I need to know what it is. Um, if it's not big enough, we're going to expand it. If you don't have one, we're going to develop it. If it's perfect, I still need to know it to, to lay out what we need to do next. So it, it became the component. But the, the realization is that right now and what's going on, and I love leadership because I remember being in corporate and the lacking of leadership, how many people got um, put into positions because it was a seniority. It wasn't that they would be a good leader or that they would be good at the job to communicate and bring a team together. And they do this often in sales, which doesn't make sense. Just because they're a good salesperson and they're excellent at it doesn't mean they'll be a good manager. Mm, far from it. If anything, it's the other right. way around. It is. Often it's not. You actually have to find a person that can communicate and manage and isn't, you know, if they're a salesperson and they're good at it, you got to find what it drives them. Typically, it's the money and yeah. it's the game of making that deal. If that's their drive, you putting them in a management position is going to be detrimental to your team. And I don't think people realize that, or at least mm -hmm. in, my, in my, what I have seen in my life, many don't. And yeah. so really, it's important to understand what that is. So I, I remember doing a talk on leadership and I realized I'm looking through all these leadership styles and I'm like, none of them are me. No. So I've my own. Um, I'm keeping it quiet because I haven't launched it yet. But oh, I really excited. excited. Do that sometimes it's a combination of things. And what really does work as leadership? And I realized I've already been teaching my clients that what I what, what was there of how to become a leader. And so that's the kind of thing I'm kind of looking at right now and researching a little bit more. I've been looking at stats, looking at what's happening out in the industry, what corporations are saying is an issue. There's a lot of articles out there. There's news things. There's mm -hmm. there's so I'm really looking at understanding what their words are at expressing their concerns so that I can understand what I'm doing and how I can and show them the benefits of how I can solve those problems. And that's key to the research I'm doing now. I could go out and say a ton of things, but if it doesn't match up with what their mindset is and what it looks like so that the philosophy is give them what they want and or sorry, um, tell them what they, or does it tell them what they want and give them what they need? Yeah. Tell them what they want, give them what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it's really, it's understood. Overpromise over and now the other way around, isn't it? You know, people don't know, what they know. People don't know what they don't know till they don't know they didn't know it, you know? Yeah. Well, the point being really is, is to understand what people are saying. And sometimes they don't really understand what the core of the problem is, but this mm -hmm. is what they see from their vision. So it's their truth. And so you have to address their truth. And it's me understanding a little bit more what that truth is for people so that I can um, really hone in and, and focus on what it is I need to say so that they realize that we can have a conversation. Because once I get into a conversation with somebody, it, it's moving forward. Good. Exciting. Good. We'll look forward to seeing and hearing more about that in, in due course. So uh, um, as I said right up at the beginning, it's a, you know, one of my missions to help obviously entrepreneurs grow, scale and profit faster through both the numbers, but also through these conversations and mindset. So what would be one of your top nuggets, 
business tip that you might share that the uh, audience could take away as, yeah, that, that's going to help me grow, scale and profit faster. Share some of your learnings and wisdom. Yeah, there's like 10 of them that just flew in there and you're saying pick one. Let's I know, well. I think one of there's there's a lot of different things and and we come into business thinking we have knowledge and we do and you and I talked about this earlier but the reality is we all need help. Don't think you got all the answers on your own. That's the biggest mistake you can make and you're going to fail yourself and everybody around you. We don't have all the answers. We need support. I mean, I'm a coach, I have a coach. I have an accountant, I have a lawyer, I have all those people. I don't need them all the time and I don't pay them all the time, but I need them because they have expertise. Understand that if you want to have a successful business, you need to have a vision, you need to have a plan and a strategy, and you need to have help, support. Even if you start off small, like a lot of people say, you know, for a secretary or whatever, or they need someone to do some work for them, you can hire a virtual assistant and only do 10 hours a month. Um, so it doesn't have to take you out of pocket completely, but if they have an expertise in something and they understand how to do something faster, you're going to spend more time building your business than trying to work on these things and make it happen. Do you have to be part of it? For sure. But the best way to scale up your business, to grow, to make the kind of money that you want and deserve is to understand you can't do it all yourself. Fantastic. Thank you. I think there's a, some sound bites there I may reuse. So thank you for that. Indeed. <laughs> we talked about that earlier and stuff. So what do you think? Uh, the last and final fun question, just to sort of close out, is uh, um, what's your favorite movie? And how does that reveal your personality? <laughs> my favorite movie. Oh, my gosh. And we've been watching so many movies lately. I don't even know if I know anymore. Um, I think if it, the movie that I always love and I still go back and watch and it's an oldie is under the Tuscan sun. Okay. And the reason is, um, is this woman, you know, she, not that I'm going through a divorce, but she went through a divorce and decided to really go live her life. And she decided to go live in a villa in Italy and explore who she was. And she ended up and one of her biggest things she wanted was family and, and family to surround her. And so she goes out there, rents this villa, and then she ends up buying it, and then she ends up redoing it and making amazing friends and contacts and exploring who she was. And the funny thing was, it wasn't her own children. It wasn't necessarily a husband, but it was a family. So it's how we interpret family sometimes, right? It's not always bloodline, it's our family. Her best friend had a baby, moved in with her. Another couple moved in with her. And this, this, she had this beautiful home life, but she realized that everything she needed was right in front of her. It didn't, wasn't anything she had to build. And a part of that, I love, first of all, traveling, my husband and I. The other part of that is a part of my dream has always been to bring my business up to a level so that I can travel three to four months of the year and bring my children with a tutor. But take them outside of the school learning and have them learn from a country, from a place and really experience it and give them a level of education that just manifests possibility for them and realizing what's out there. And a big part of that was also for my husband and I, because we have children younger, we want to go out and enjoy life and travel. And what she did was like, okay, that's it. That's us. That's what we're doing. And so I've had that inside of me ever since I originally watched that movie when it first came out. And I don't know how many years ago that was, it's probably crazy. But it really did 
resonate with me. And I still, to this day, when anybody asks me this question, it's so funny. This is the same movie name, and I'm not good with names, that pop into my head. Yeah, exactly. so, it and it's be, like if you haven't seen it, you and your wife should sit down and look at it under the Tuscan sun. It yeah. is an incredibly powerful movie. And anyways, in my opinion. Cool, cool, fabulous. Well, that's the end of the 10 questions. So thank you so much indeed. I really want to thank you for taking the time today to share your thoughts, ideas, tips, insight on what you're working on and what we've uh, what we've been talking about. Uh, your journey right. obviously. Your, your journey to from the transition uh, has, has been exciting and interesting and what drives you is really powerful and so thank you if the listeners want to find out a little bit more about you carolyn where, where should they go next where should we send our viewers and listeners i will put some stuff in the comment boxes as for well. sure for sure and i'm happy to add stuff as well um they can just my website www.carolyndickinson.com oh althea says great movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked out how to bring it across. So that's why I'm suddenly doing it. I'm like, oh, let's click there. Let's see what happens. Oh, good. And she said support's very important too. So yeah. thank you yeah, for contributing to that. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, so sorry. I, we got go. CarolynDickinson.com. CarolynDickinson.com. Um, and you'll find courses if you are looking to, you want to chat with somebody and looking for a discovery session, I, I provide those 30 minutes complimentary. Please don't hesitate to... Uh, book a link, book a time for yourself. If you're looking for a coach, if you're even just looking for some information on any of the programs, you'd like to find out if it makes sense for you. I'm happy to find out what's going on for you and support you in figuring out in what direction you should go to get the kind of help you need. Cool. Thank you. So, so once again, thank you, uh, Carolyn Dixon, author, speaker, global coach, and founder of the uh, Success Board System. Um, appreciate your time. Uh, so I wanted to say to thank you all for the viewers and listeners. Uh, this has been an episode of A Miles Better Conversation. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments as well as sharing this conversation below. Share it on your social media. Perhaps you might want to even be in the hot seat. So please uh, let me know. I'd love for you to check back next uh, week. I think we have another one. Oh, no, not next week. Next week's Easter. So a couple of weeks time for the next episode in the series. Uh, and as I said, if you'd love to be in the hot seat, please let me know. As I mentioned right at the beginning, a little bit of plug for me. I'm making it my mission to help as many entrepreneurs in 2021 be successful. And I'd love you to visit my site uh, and claim a free ebook called The Accounting is the Language of Business. You can find it at letthenumbersdecide.com, which also is showcasing my new online course. Hope you've enjoyed this session. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy, and this has been a Miles Better Conversation. Thanks, guys. Thank you.